0: Welcome to You, Me, Empathy, a safe place for leading with your heart. Hey, thanks for being here. You, Me, Empathy is the official podcast of the Feely Human Collective, a collaborative mental health community designed to empower each of us to grow our capacity for empathy, vulnerability, and emotional wayfinding. Just a friendly reminder that this podcast is for educational, and entertainment purposes only, and is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Known is just a silly boy with a feely heart. You can support the show by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts, following us on social media at Yumi Empathy and Feely Human, and joining the Feely Human Collective community at FeelyHuman.co. And now, your host, Known Wells.
1: Today, doing a solo episode about men and feelings, and I'm going to be trying to do these solo episodes once a month or so, or so. I'm not going to put myself on any specific schedule, but I'd like the opportunity to do these solo episodes to deep dive on specific topics as well as give myself a little bit of a reprieve each month from the long-form interviews or chats that I do. Those will still be part of the show. Uh, You'll also just get uh, one of these solo episodes with me going into more deeper personal stuff. Uh, So that's why I'm here today, (laughs) talking about men and feelings. I am a man. I have feelings. And before we get to it, though, please uh, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. It does it does help out the show. I know people ask that all the time. It feels like uh, a broken record at this point, but it does help out the show. So if you haven't rated and reviewed this podcast, please do. And if you want to support me, go to feelyhuman.co. That's feelyhuman.co and sign up for a workshop, buy some merch. We have amazing stickers and pins and t-shirts. Feely Human is just me. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a small business that I'm trying to run, uh, trying to build, and uh, that's hard work when you're doing a month a weekly podcast, rather, and uh, you have a day job and all that stuff. So if you want to support me, go over there. Another way to support me is, of course, on Patreon, at patreon.com slash Human, and you can get bonus episodes a month over there for five bucks a month, and there are various other tiers if you want to support me and the work I do, again, at patreon.com slash Human. The show notes for these episodes are always at feelyhuman.co, so check that out. That's the website. Okay. Shall we talk about men and feelings? Sound good? Let's do it. So... I am a man. I identify as a man and I have feelings. Uh, I have feelings because I am a human Uh, and I'll get to that in a second. I wanted to talk about this because I am witness to, and and perhaps you are as well, uh, a lot of toxic masculinity, a lot of just uh, bypassing emotion, a lot of um peacocking, armoring, guarding, whatever you want to call it in a, a, a sort of a bypassing of self, bypassing of emotion, repressing of emotion type of way. Uh it happens across the board, but today I'm talking about men specifically. And uh it hurts me. It hurts when I see it. It it pains me, it it hurts my heart when I see it. Uh, because people are dying, and I want to live in a world where we are equipped, we have the tools to grow and to learn and to step into the world with an open heart to shed and to discover and to, to grow with each other, and we can't do that when we're repressed. We can't do that when we're denying a crucial part of our hearts and ourself as human beings living on this pale blue dot. So when I see, well, let me back up. So I was raised in an environment, I I mentioned this many times before, I was raised in an environment that, you know, didn't always feel safe, uh, a father who didn't always feel safe was violent and scary and and as a sensitive kid i learned to shut down and that shutting down was certainly a survival tool it was a mechanism of guarding myself and protecting myself from a father i was scared of right and it became something that hindered me from feeling my feelings and and from discovering uh, the whole sort of tapestry of what it means to be a human person in this world and when I got into teenage years and adulthood uh, that that repressive tendency that muscle of repression was something that nearly killed me uh, I developed anorexia I had depression and I didn't realize it and I, I will get into probably anorexia in a, in a deep dive solo episode as well, but I'm just talking about feelings today. I bring that up because so many of us, so many of us boys are raised in an environment, familially, culturally, societally, that tells us that feelings are bad, that fe- that we shouldn't feel our feelings, that we need to repress our feelings, that feeling our feelings is some sort of softness or that only women do it or girls or whatever, or you're a sissy if you feel your feelings or if you cry, right? And a lot of these messages aren't as explicit as that. Sometimes they are. The real insidious stuff is when the messages are subtle, right? Right? A perfect example of this is when a young boy starts to cry. You know, maybe they've uh, they've hurt themselves or their toy was broken or whatever, right? And the parent, man, woman, you know, uh whatever parent transgender uh person, human parent, uh says to this crying boy oh, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, or suck it up, or suck it up, or suck it up. Or even something so subtle as like body language that tells that child that their feelings, that their their big crying emotions are uncomfortable to the parent, that they're scary, that, that maybe the parent doesn't know what to do with those emotions. And the kid picks up on that and feels, after a time, you know, maybe this happens many times over the course of their childhood, starts to associate big feelings and crying as bad, right? As a bad thing. And we're going to do whatever we can to avoid such discomfort because we don't want to make dad or mom discomfort, uh, uncomfortable. We don't want to feel uncomfortable ourselves because that's scary you know, all these things. So that's, that's just a subtle example of how this stuff persists, right? And it's something that breaks my heart, and I think about very often. I, I mean, to this day, I have friends who, who do, in a fashion, put up that kind of armor. And I, I, I wonder who it's serving right? I wonder who it's helping. I think that, of course, we put up armor sometimes that is necessary. Um, Maybe we're introverted and that's sort of a piece of the intersectionality of like the armor. Maybe, you um, you know, we just have other areas of growth we need to focus on. But I wonder when we are repressing our feelings or if we're just simply putting up this facade or armor of toughness or strength or you know, uh uh sarcasm, even, you know, I wonder who that's serving. I want to live in a world where we're open always, where we're showing our true selves always, and maybe that's that's not healthy either. Um, you know, we, we obviously need boundaries. But there's so much in our culture that speaks to this idea that men have to be these beacons of strength, that we need to be tough and we need to be strong and crying is bad and feeling your feelings is for wussies and all this stuff, right? I see it in, in, in bro culture. I see it in fitness culture right? I see it in in wellness culture. I see it in, you know, uh, CrossFit communities, right? Like, this idea that, like, we have to just, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm sort of taking a leap there, but there is this, I do feel like there is this connection between our repressing of our feelings and this want- desire to just build up big old muscles and maybe that's unfair and I think that's probably unique to each of us but I I offer that up as a as an example of like hey maybe maybe there is something there maybe you're building up those big muscles and you're wailing on your pec deck and you're creaming those lats (laughs) Um, I don't I don't do gym stuff and that's not a judgment on you or me it's just not. It's just the reality of the situation, but maybe a part of that is an armor, uh, a way to position yourself in the world as, "Hey, I am strong. Look at me. I am strong," and strength and big muscles in our society. We assume we associate, not feely. We associate. Not emotional. Like we associate the, these ideas of manhood and masculinity. And I think it's twisted and a little bit misguided. So, what does it mean to be a man? Right? Like we ask ourselves those questions. What does it mean to be a man? I think what it means to be a man is to be fully in our human truths. And the reality is that we are all human. And humans have feelings, and humans have emotions. We cry, we laugh, we experience the great rich spectrum of feelings. And when we don't, when we opt out of those things, when we deny ourselves those feelings, when we deny ourselves the the curiosity and the attention and the critical thinking around those feelings, it leads to more suffering. It's why, I think it's why that there's a high suicide rate among teen teenage boys. You show up in these these groups of, of boys and you have to like, you have to be a man. You have to be strong. You have to like, you know, if you form too deep of a connection, like that's, that's, That's bad. That's like you have to like have your guard up all the time, right? When can we be soft? Are we creating space for men to be soft? I don't think we're doing enough of it. We need to foster environments where men can have real human connection, where men can cry and feel their feelings. And this comes down to each of us. It's not saying this is like um, a pinpoint cultural failing or a familial failing. It's a all of us failing. And it's also not to say that men have it bad. That's not what this is about. This is about men and feelings. I don't. Sure. If you want to, I know I've made jokes about this in the past. If you want to hang testicles from the back of your big pickup truck, do that. But if it is a representative of your manhood, if it's about manning up and being strong and and putting that out in the world as as a as a as a strength, as a I don't know, as a I'm gonna. Fuck the world. I'm going to, this is what I do because I'm a man and I'm just going to swing my dick around. Like, I feel like that's a bit problematic. Like, I don't feel like that's in alignment with feelings and big crying emotions and all these things. Like, that feels a little stilted. That feels a little bit. Uh, uh, lacking in, in expansiveness that feels a little narrow. It doesn't mean it is, necessarily. That's just my sort of judgment perspective. Yes, and I'm judging. Who defines what it is to be a man? Who defines masculinity? It's each of us, Right? How are we, for each other, I'm talking to parents, I'm talking to friends, I'm talking to partners, how are we modeling emotion? Are we creating safe spaces for people to open up, to talk about their feelings, to show that feeling your feelings is a great thing, it's an essential thing that it's not a scary thing that yes it brings some discomfort and anxiety and all these things but the more you do it the better you get at it the sooner you realize it's not they're not going to kill you what will kill you is deep diving into you know monster energy drinks and 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 dick pics and you know muscles and and you know I'm a man and I'm gonna fuck the world that that's gonna kill you and I realize i'm painting painting a bit of a caricature here, but I see it everywhere I do I see it in big ways i e the truck nuts I see it in small ways i e you know boys feeling scared to cry because it, it's, it's an emotion that they're not taught. And so they repress that urge to cry and to open up to their friends because they'll be made fun of. They'll be called a, quote, girl. That's not good. How are we modeling anger and sadness and joy? How are we, are we creating opportunities of safety and an opportunity to debrief with our friends and with our kids about the day, to give them an opportunity to talk about how, how it felt? There's a reason why on, my, on this podcast, before every episode, I talk to my guests about how they're feeling. It's called an emotional check-in. Because we're we we we're not practiced at that enough. We put up, all of us, I do it, we all do it. Whether we're aware of it or not, we all put up armor. And we want to just sort of go through the world. And sometimes do the bare minimum when it comes to this stuff. Because this stuff is sticky and scary and uncomfortable. I get it. I get it. But what if... What if instead of saying hi with our heads down or ignoring the 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 stranger on the street, what if we listened? What if we like truly like made efforts to connect? Hi, hello, so good to see you. How's your day going? Ah, that sucks. You wanna talk about it? I'm I'm here to listen. Yeah, I, I realize you listening, listener. Maybe that sounds a little cheesy. I don't think it is. I think it's beautiful. I think connection is where we heal and we learn. And we shed all this idea that man and men and boys need to be these beacons of strength without feelings. It's where we shed all that, where we unlearn all that. We need to normalize feelings and validate feelings and create empathetic, safe spaces for boys and men and all people to be their feely selves, right? It's interesting. I, I you know, when I talk about this stuff and I reflect on my own experience as a man I often think about my first sort of like response usually is like well I I don't know if I've ever felt that and I I think that's partial truth and the other part is that hey I I I am a man and I I was scared to feel my feelings fully I was scared to live my whole truth I I played sports I played soccer for 20 plus years You know, there is nothing quite as toxic as uh, sports teams and sports environments. You know, in the 90s, you know, 80s and 90s, you know, being in sports environments, there's a lot of toxic masculinity, a lot of toxicity, a lot of boys being boys, right? And suck it up and get over it. And crying, no, there's no crying in baseball, right? There's so much of that. I don't like it. I think we need to put an end to that. I'm so inspired and encouraged by people like um, Simone Biles and uh, the swimmer Michael something. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't follow sports very often, but Michael Michael something. Uh, you guys will tell me. But these people just coming out and talking about their emotions and their feelings and their mental health openly on a huge stage, on a worldwide stage, it takes immense courage. And I, I hope that they are inspiring all of us to get a little better at it ourselves because we're not just one thing, right? Phelps, Michael Phelps, see, it came to me. We're not just one thing. He is not just one thing. Simone Biles is not just one thing. We are rich. We are this tapestry of experience and emotion and feeling and trauma and joy and sadness and anger and all of it, all of it operating and all of it is valid and all of it is truth and all of it is part of being feely human part of being human it's what we are can we stop denying who we are denying what we are we are not robots I like to call robots Robits. It's just a fun thing I do. We are not Robits. We are human. We are not archetypes. We are not caricatures. We are all of the things. And so when I talk about bros and when I talk about dudes and when I talk about, you know, truck nuts guy, I, I... I poke fun, but I I poke fun with immense care and kindness and empathy. Because I get it. I understand how we got here. And it doesn't need to keep going that way. We have the capacity to change. We have the capacity to unlearn. That's another piece of this, right? Change is hard. We feel like we're something... We hold on to that piece of our identity as hard as we can because it means something. It's scary to, it's scary to become something else, to have something challenge what we've always known. But that is life, right? If we're open, and I hope that you are, that is life. Life is openness to change, to reflect, to shed, to unlearn, to be a mirror, to be mirrored at, all of it. Like that is it. That's the cycle. And it's nonlinear and it's ebbs and flows and it's scary and it's joyful and it's all the things. But we're not going to be able to get used to that ride if we're not working on the awareness piece, if we're not working on the looking and the curiosity piece about our feelings. Because we're, I'm going to say it, we're not just human. We are feely human, all of us. So when you see someone, a boy, a friend who is a man, and they, they, you, you get the sense that it's scary. You get the sense that they're they're operating in a place of toxic masculinity. Have a conversation. Maybe you're that person. I think we all are susceptible to those things because these forces exist in our culture. They exist in media, in literature, all of it. Like, think about all the people, all the men who we look up to as heroes. They're conquerors. They're athletes of tremendous talent and, and, and strength, and that's what we value. We value these strengths. We value conquering. We value crushing and killing and, and all that stuff. And it's okay to value some of those things. This is not a this versus that necessarily. It's a let's, let's honor the softness too. Not in, not in opposition to. Let's honor the softness and the feelings because that is a piece of themselves that, that is not being talked about. That they're, they're maybe not expressing. And I feel like I'm on a soapbox. But this soapbox is crafted with love and empathy and deep deep caring cuz I do care. I don't want boys and men dying. I don't want I don't want that. That sucks. That truly sucks. That's not right. But we have a big uphill battle. We have I mentioned media, we have culture, we have family, we have you know the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> we have capitalism, fucking capitalism. We have this this systemic force in our lives that 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 values uh, just moving forward at a constant rate, just no rest, crushing and killing all day long. Fuck that. Let's let's. Let's try to avoid some of that. Let's try to dismantle. Let's burn it all down. Let's just burn that shit down, all right? Let's start a commune. Let's sit around a fire. Let's talk about our feelings. Hey, maybe we'll have some popsicles. Maybe we'll roast some malos. PB&Js, whatever you want. But we'll be together. We'll talk about our feelings. All are welcome, but if if you're listening, you know, identify as a man, you're welcome especially. <laughs> so sit with that, boys, men. You are a beacon of strength because you're human, and you're a beacon of feelings because you're human. We have all of it. I guess that's it. How was that? I don't know. That felt strange. Let's call it strange. That felt strange. That felt a little uncomfortable. But this is what the this is what it's about. I'm exploring this. Maybe I'll get better at it. I'd love to hear what you think about this episode in particular. When I post about it on Instagram, just just let me know. Let me know what you think. Um, and, uh, know that I created this podcast because I wanted a safe space for people to feel their feelings. I wanted a safe space for people, humans, all humans to show up in their truth. And it's why I started Feely Human. It's why I'm here. It's why I exist. Okay. so. You're not alone. You have safety in me. You have safety in this community, and we can do this together. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's about that's that that about does it. Uh, make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Yumi Empathy and the Feely Human Collective uh, is also on Instagram at Feely Human. Uh, show notes for this podcast and everything workshops, merch, all that stuff, newsletter. I send a monthly newsletter, uh, if you didn't know. So check that out at feelyhuman.co. That's feelyhuman.co. And as I always say, I'm here, you're here, we're here together, on this wayward, overwhelming, awe-inspiring, pale blue dot, we have each other. It's you, me, empathy.